We've all got questions about the Bible and Christianity. Some of us are Christians and want to know how best to live for God and show our love for Him. Some of us are curious about what it means to follow Jesus. And some of us are skeptical of the idea of religion in general. Whatever your background, we invite you into these conversations that strive to take an honest look at what the Bible has to say on a wide variety of subjects. Each week, we will discuss questions that have been sent in from all around the world and try to find truth and practical application in God's Word. If you have any questions or follow-up comments, contact us anytime by emailing info at broadwaycoc.com. I'm Jed Lovejoy, and these are Conversations with Dan. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another one of our conversations here with Dan. Uh, like I say, we're still working through this large amount of questions that we've had coming in, and I'm trying to find some creative ways to mix a few of them in. Uh, but I'm a preacher. I look like a preacher. I've, you don't. I'm dressed warm today. That's nice. It's like 20 degrees outside today. So, sweater weather. <laughs> He's always picking at me on this. Anyway, down to what we're here to talk about, really. Um, the question that came in that we're going to cover this week is from James chapter 5, verse 14. And the gist of the question was about prayer. And James 5.14, we'll read this verse and kind of parse out, is it asking us or giving us levels of the intensity of prayers or kind of what's going on? So here we go. James chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So the question was, is there something extra that happens when you pair together prayer and anointing rather than just praying for someone? Okay. Well, in the, in the further traditions of the church after the first century, in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth century and on, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there came to be a tradition in Catholicism called extreme unction. Extreme unction was the anointing of a person at death with oil and praying for them. It was supposed to have sacramental type uh, power to help transport their soul to heaven or something like that, Hmm. which is not at all what this passage is about. Did Um, they kind of get it from this passage? I think this is the origin of it in this passage. But the word elder that you see here in this passage, Mm -hmm. later on the passages that were about elders came to be applied to priests. So elder became priest. Hmm. And priest had to anoint you with oil through the chrism, you know, on your forehead before you went to meet your maker. Okay. So anyway, uh, as we said, that has nothing to do with the the original meaning of the passage. In the book of James, the book is about a uh, group of Christians that were caught up in a class war, this war between Mm -hmm. rich and poor. Uh, The uh, last part of the book talks about, you know, uh, confessing sins, like verse 16, confessing your sins to each other, mm-hmm. uh, reuniting these factions. And one of the ways that the factions could be reunited is is all people get sick, rich or poor. And all people uh, are at their wit's end when they're ill or when they're dying, and they all need prayers. And so leaders of the church from any class could come, and they could pray over these people and and help them in their time of sickness. Sure. Um, the word elder, especially in the Jewish community, where James was very much a part of that, meant leader. And whatever spiritual leaders were there, are mm-hmm. uh, 
thought of in that word, and those were the ones that were called to pray. Uh, if you look at the end of verse 16, it says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Yeah. Or as the King James says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man yeah. availeth much. Yeah. So it's assumed that the, the spiritual leaders of God's people would be righteous men, men who tried to live according to God's law, mm-hmm. and that God would listen to their prayers. And so those prayers would be powerful for the helping of the sick. Yeah. So um, the idea of anointing, yes, you find that in Scripture in in different places. For example, if you go back to um, say, Psalms twenty three, Old Testament passages. I yeah. think of in there. Let, let's go to Psalm twenty three. Twenty three. <clears throat> okay. And go down to the verse that says, "You anoint my head with oil." Mm-hmm. Mike, there, verse 5. Go read it there for us. You prepared a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. All right. To have your head anointed with oil was a luxury. It was something that was very comforting. It felt really good. Hmm. Um, if if you go to Psalm 133... Okay. Uh, the psalmist is trying to explain how good it is when people live together in unity. Read that for us. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. All right. Mount Hermon in the north of Palestine is is actually a mountain on the edge of Syria, on the Syrian border. Mm -hmm. And the snow melt from Mount Hermon, there's always snow or rain coming down on Mount Hermon, and it melts and comes down and becomes the Jordan River. The Mm. Jordan River that runs down and gives life to the Jordan Valley and all the farms and orchards and everything there. So, like the water from the snow and rain is coming down out of Mount Hermon and watering the the arid valley of the Jordan and making it fertile and everything. Mm-hmm. He That metaphor, as well as the metaphor of the oil, look at verse 2. Mm-hmm. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down. On, you can feel the cool oil just coming down on your face mm. and running down there. It's like, ah, oh, it's yeah. like that. And uh, having gone to Israel not too long ago and seen the, the, the cool rushing waters coming off of Mount Hermon and coming into the headwaters of the, the Jordan and running down there, it's sort of like the whole land of Palestine feels that water and goes, ah, oh, hmm. it feels so good, that water coming yeah. down. So the idea of anointing in, in connection with the sick was very much like what we would have today if... A person is lying there with fever. I remember one night that uh, Cindy and I were in a in an older woman's house. Her name was Virginia Mabry, hmm. and in an old rickety farmhouse. And she had a hundred and six degree fever, hmm. and she was dying. And she died that night. But people were taking the cool rag and they were putting it on her head and putting it to her lips and everything. Yeah. I can remember Cindy doing that to this older woman and. And it feels so good to do that. Well, that's a that's a comforting, kind, 
something that feels very good, that is relieving to the suffering of the sick person. Yeah. So what you find the elders doing in this passage in James 5 is not only praying for them, but mm-hmm. actually ministering to the sick person. Yeah. Putting the oil on them, making them feel better, making them feel cooler, you know, making them feel comforted. Uh, sometimes uh, we do the same thing. If I go into a hospital room and somebody's laying there, I might they may have some cold water over there and I give them a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe take a cold rag and wipe their brow, you know. Yeah. And then that's equivalent in that day and time to anointing them with oil. Yeah. And then you put your hands on them and you pray for them and that comforts them. And also we believe in the power of, of prayer. Yeah. So it... In this case, it's less it's less about the oil adding to the power of the prayer. Not at all about that. Than it is, all right, not only are you going to have spiritual leaders that care about your spiritual health, but they're also caring for your physical health. That's right. It's, it's, it's equivalent to doing something that's physically comforting for the mm. sick person. Um, I think a lot of times also we, we miss something here. Uh, there's the laying on of hands that went with them. There was human touch that went with this. Yeah. Um, for example, in uh, in the Gospel of Mark, okay. I'm thinking it's Mark 14. I'll I'll find it here in a minute if it's not. Let's see. Uh, no, it's Mark chapter 10. Okay. And it's verse 14 through or 13 through 16. Read 13 through 16 there. Mark ten thirteen to sixteen. Yeah, uh, and then they brought. Then they were bringing children to him that, that that excuse me that he might touch them. The disciples were rebuking them, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, "Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God." Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. All right, so the blessing there is a prayer. Mm. Jesus is praying for the little children, but when he prays for them, he lays his hands on this particular child and says, Lord, be with little Asher and bless him, you know, like that. So there was something extremely personal about praying and laying hands on. Mm -hmm. I know there's laying hands on that had to do with ordination and all that kind of stuff. But, for example, look at Acts 13. Okay. In Acts 13... um, in the first few verses, they're setting apart Barnabas and Saul to go out as missionaries from Antioch. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, verse 3, after they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Yeah. So prayer and the laying on of hands often went together. And it was very personal. So if, if we bring this idea back up to, I think, what the questioner was getting at with James 5, the, the leaders, the elders, the spiritual Teachers' examples of the church would come. Mm-hmm. They would do something kind for these people, like put oil on their head or whatever. Yeah. And they would pray, and I think often they probably put their hands on the people. Um, when I go to the hospital and I'm, I'm praying with a person that's really sick, I try to always put my hands on them. Yeah. And, and I, I take their hand, I put my hand on their shoulder or something, and sometimes I can I can literally feel their whole body relax when I put my hands on them. 
Yeah, and that's not the power that you have no, within no, no. you. No, it's, it's just, just the physical human kindness touch. Yeah. Like the putting of the cold rag and the anointing of oil, but you put your hands on them. You say, Lord, I want you to bring your mercy and your grace and your power on this person, on my mm. brother, yeah. so-and-so, you know, and you call their name and you put their hands on them. What you see here in James 5 is people who had been at odds with each other over stupid class mm -hmm. things. Yeah taking care of each other in their hour of need and sickness and being kind to each other and praying for each other. So it was one of the suggestions James had for healing the rift between those people is, is this kindness mm -hmm. given to people in their time of sickness. So it's for those of us that are reading it and you may be saying to yourself, well, I'm not one of the spiritual leaders. You know, I'm not one of the elders of my church, but in general, there's kind of a, a lesson for when we're praying that it's more than just tossing out, hey, I'm praying for you. Yeah, yeah guide, guide and direct us or something. Yeah, it's you care about the person. You want to connect with them. Yes. Because you want them to do well spiritually. You also want them to feel better when they're in an hour of sickness or need. Yes. And what better way than having that physical connection with someone? Or, or your spiritual leader, in your case, it, it may be somebody you really respect from church. It may be, it may be your grandmother that's a wonderfully spiritual Christian woman that comes and mm. and uh, holds your hand and prays for you. I mean, how powerful is that? Yeah. And uh, so, so really, the idea in this passage is twofold: it's personal kindness, it's truly godly people beseeching God. Mm -hmm. In personal kindness yeah and uh, trusting God for his mercy and healing on the sick yeah but it's not a and what I think some people read into this because it's a custom we're not used to mm -hmm. is that there's some extra spiritual power that yeah they say why don't we anoint people with oil yeah well we can or we can put a cold rag or we can give the cold water or whatever that's fine but there's no sacramental power in the putting yeah. of oil of on somebody's head. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Appreciate you walking through that passage. Thank you for the question. And hopefully this will be an encouragement for us to think a little bit more about our prayer life and maybe the ways that we can bring comfort to people during these times of their need. So mm -hmm. thanks again. Thanks for watching. You have Well, I was just going to say, there's no more powerful time to open a door into somebody's life than when that person is sick or weak. Yeah. And uh, if their family member is sick or weak and we show interest and we, we're kind and we pray and we mm -hmm. are there, there, there's a great influence to be had at that time. Absolutely. Thanks again for watching. See you all next week. Thanks again for listening to these weekly conversations between myself and Dr. Dan Owen. Conversations with Dan is an outreach and teaching ministry of the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. You can find us online through most of the major social media sites or through our website, broadwaycoc.com.